Hello and welcome back to How We Roll Podcast Us Two-Headed Serpent. My name is Joe Trier and tonight I'll be playing Charles Blackstone, who, if memory serves, has got himself in a, a rather tricky situation, which obviously has never happened before. I'm joined by some fantastic players and a fantastic keeper. We're going to do some more very quick introductions. We're going to do a very quick recap and then on with the show. Curran, welcome back to the show. How are you doing and who are you playing tonight? I'm doing good, Joe. Um, tonight I'm playing uh, Ethan. I mean, who else would I be playing? And I think I'm going a bit crazy. But we'll see. Just, just we'll for see a change. Yeah, yeah, just for a change. No throat punching. I'm gonna, yeah. No, no, no throat <laughs> punching. But I definitely will shed my skin of the... That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> As if I need to ask, who are you playing today? I, I'm doing really well today. Um, so I'm happy. And of course, I'm playing Bart, so I'll have to tap into the more sad, depraved parts of my mind. <laughs> Nice. And uh, Aaron, welcome back to the show. Great to have you here. How are you doing? Uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, so I'm back on Spencer, so let's go. <laughs> and I'd really like to welcome our guest player tonight. Welcome back, Camille. How are you doing? At, who are you playing tonight? Hello, I'm well, thanks. And uh, on that note, I'm playing Jane Farewell. So, um, who is maybe not as well as I am right now. She's <laughs> got into a bit of a weird situation with... Uh, one of the church believers and a clutch of eggs. Uh, so oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. And our keeper tonight. Welcome back to the show, Scott. Yes, thank you very much, Joe. I am looking forward to this evening's session. And I must admit, I, I was kind of taken aback last session that one of the major buildings in town burnt down and you lot weren't responsible. <laughs> you're, you're, you're losing your edge. <laughs> We've got competition, boys. Neither were we responsive. Hey. We just kind of stood there. The locals beat me to the punch. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't roast marshmallows. It could have been worse. Is this what happens when you lock my character character up in prison for two episodes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's have a quick recap then and work out exactly where we are. So... Uh, Bart and Spencer had been hanging around the local diner, meeting a few of the people who seemed to be against the church movement, and had managed to piss most of them off. And then they'd gone outside to watch the church burn down. They spoke a little bit to the Reverend Cornfield about what was going on, and he told them that he wasn't going to let a little thing like a conflagration stop his church from having its meeting, and that they were going to go ahead with some kind of open-air service instead. Meanwhile, uh, Ethan, who had been um, spending a bit of quiet time at the Reverend Cornfield's house, had decided that he was going to go off as things seem to be heating up quite literally with the church burning down next door and perhaps get tooled up and so we left him as he was heading out to the area outside town where he had stowed his weapons and Greg. Uh, meanwhile Jane had made a new friend uh, she'd gone around looking at the abandoned houses around Bingham and had, uh, in the process, met a young woman called Peggy Shaw, who at first was a bit alarmed at this, this stranger going around and breaking into houses, but invited Jane in for a cup of tea, and when she went upstairs to deal with her, her baby, I mean, that's what she said it was, and the noises it made, well, let's not get into that, 
but uh, while Peggy went upstairs, Jane had a quick look at the stove, because Peggy seemed quite concerned with the stove, and found a sand-filled metal tray underneath that was filled with leathery eggs that seemed to have things in them that moved. But but she managed to avoid getting caught in the act by Peggy when Peggy came back downstairs. And while all this went on, Charles had investigated this wound that he'd inflicted on his own hand by cutting it open a while back, and it had, well, healed after a manner and left a gash down the centre that he realised was now filled with with new scales, or at least revealing skin underneath that was covered in scales. At this point, Charles lost his shit in a spectacular manner, had a bit of a fugue episode, and has come around in what he has realised is the jail cell of the local sheriff's station in, yeah, something of a, a rough condition. Uh, you know, a few contusions, a few lacerations, and a throbbing headache. Mechanically, is there anything I need to do, like in terms of insanity or any manias or any any damage that I've taken? We'll deal with that in a moment, I think. Before we launch into what's actually happening in the session, however, let's do some luck refreshes because it's been a few sessions since we last did that, and you're probably going to need some. I'll oh, hail the one they call Scott, for he is a generous <laughs> god. <laughs> well, if I go left to right across my screen, then. We're starting with Jane. Camille, can you make a luck roll for Jane, please? And let yeah. me know whether you pass or fail. I don't think I've ever done this before. Um, I, I did... I worked out my initial luck because I've not had to roll any yet. You've got 50 luck at the moment. So mm -hmm. roll, roll against that 50. Okay. 94! <laughs> you, no, that's good. You want to fail this one. Excellent. Uh, so, so your luck goes up by 2d10 plus 10. Nice. I'll, I'll work that out. Thank you. Lucky! <laughs> if I'd known this, I would have spent some luck last round. 24. <laughs> okay, so nice. I have 74 luck. Excellent. <laughs> awesome, that's Right. Then let's move on to Bart. Uh, so, Dave, can you uh, give me a luck roll for Bart, please? Okay, his current luck is 61, and I roll a 79. Nice. Okay, again, 2d10 plus 10 increase. And I roll total of 10, so 1 and a 9, so that's 20 luck. Very good. Bart is his lucky self once again. Right, and then it's Charles up next. So, Joe, can you give me a, a luck roll for Charles, please? I can't. Well, Charles already has 64 luck. <laughs> and I rolled an 82. <laughs> okay. So you have the lucky trait as well, don't you? So you get a, I do. You get an extra d10 luck, is that right? So uh, yeah. So that's three d10 plus ten on top of your sixty-four. Holy you greedy bastard! Oh <laughs> shit! Well, I rolled I rolled a one, a four, and a four. So that's only nineteen. But that still takes me up to a, a nice eighty-three. Mm -hmm. A bit right. ridiculous. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's rigged. To be fair, he spent an entire um perk on that so it's just the inevitability here so so far everyone has rolled really high and has gone up now we're on to ethan so karen is now going to roll zero one isn't he because this is just what happens <laughs> okay so just so everyone knows beforehand 
Let's preface this. I have 60 luck. Pretty what? high. And I rolled a 45. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you still get a d10 plus 5. Okay, 1d10 plus 5. 11. So Lovely. I am now on 71 luck. Oh, very good. Fantastic. I can do math. And, and how much sanity? Oh, 19. <laughs> <laughs> can we do a sanity refresh? No. no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Is there a therapist named Megan? <laughs> oh, you could always go and ask the Reverend Cornfield for some spiritual guidance. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think he's a good dude. Mm. Yes, yes. We, we can tell. That's why you might die. <laughs> and finally, let's uh, let's see about Spencer. So, uh, Aaron, can you give me a luck roll for Spencer, please? Yep, certainly can. So, I got ninety-two, which is uh, <laughs> just a bit over my luck right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you get 2d10 plus 10 increase on that. Lovely, so And I roll a 21. Dang. Oh, very good. Bloody hell. So you're all absolutely loaded with luck, so you have no excuse for playing it safe at the moment. You're just oozing <laughs> luck. I don't think I've ever been accused of playing it safe. <laughs> no. That's what I was no. thinking. <laughs> That's probably why I were 19 sanity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He only started on fucking 30 sanity or something like that. <laughs> okay, so let's start off as we left him uh, you know, on a bit of a cliffhanger last time. Let's start off by resolving, well, at least progressing the situation with Charles. So, as I said, Charles has woken up on this cot in this cell that oh you've not seen the inside of the sheriff station before but judging by the fact that it is a cell and the sheriff is there it's probably fair to infer that it's the sheriff station and i mean the sheriff has come over to examine you as or at least to see what's going on when he's heard the sound of you stirring now you are woozy you're out of it you're you're bruised, you're dizzy, you're you're covered in blood as well. There's there's dry blood that's soaked into your shirt, or drying blood, it's still tacky. Uh, there's blood on your face. There, there's a, a nasty taste of blood in your mouth. Your eye is all swollen up. There are cuts and bruises all over your body. And, yeah, the sheriff is standing at the door saying, hmm... I guess you're awake then. What have you got to say for yourself? What? Where the hell am I? What the? What the? Why am I locked up? Well, I think a few people around this town would like to see you more than just locked up. Now, uh, your name's Blackstone, is that right? Yeah. What? What the hell happened? And yeah. you're new in town? Uh, I'm working over at the, the lumber mill. And have you come to see the Reverend Cornfield? Have you heard about his good work? Charles sort of like puts his <laughs> left hand under his leg. No, I... I... Oh, he, is, he sees you do that and he says, It's all right, son, you don't need to hide that. I've seen it. Everything's fine. Everything's good. 
Now listen here. And he gives you he gives you an encouraging smile. What the hell happened? Why am I locked up? Well, I think, yeah, if we were to bring any charges, I mean, the charge would probably be attempted murder. And that's assuming Mr. Fowler lives after what you did to him. What I did? To, what do you mean? What happened? From what I heard from some of the other fellows who were working in the sawmill, you were raving about something to do with your hand and the scales and uh, snakes and how you were turning into a snake. And uh, then uh, Fowler came back from some meeting. Apparently he was quite drunk. You and he got into a bit of a fight and, well, you tried to bite his throat out, son. I did what? Yeah, apparently, yeah, from what the fellows there were saying, you were hissing like a snake while doing it, <laughs> telling him that, t- t- telling, telling him that your fangs were full of poison and that he was going to die. So, what are the charges? <laughs> well, like I said, I, what is it that brought you to town? Are, are you here to? to share in the good works of the Reverend Cornfield? Uh, It looks from your hand like you've already been touched by him. Well, I heard uh, someone on the radio call, as it were. Yeah. Mm. And I felt maybe it'd be good to head down here. So I hopped on a train, hobo style, you know, and uh, I jumped off station here and and look for work and i guess the uh mr fowler there he he rolled me up the wrong way maybe maybe he started a fight with me or something i don't i don't know i don't really remember i taking a bump to the head or something and sort of rubs yeah. his eye yeah a few of the fellows in the sawmill were you know a bit rough with you when they saw what you were doing to fowler but oh, well we can deal with that I'll tell you what, you rest up just for the minute there, and I'll get Ellie to go and get you some clean clothes. I mean, my my shirts are probably going to be a bit big on you, but we'll make do. And, yeah, get you some clean water to wash some of that blood off, and, yeah, maybe you'll be, you'll be all right for tonight's service. You can... You can come and you can come and share your experience with the congregation. Share the blessing that has been placed upon you and your right hand. So oh, it's left hand. It would have been. Um, so uh, much appreciated for sure. And I guess Charles is going to sort of like sit on the bed and sort of lean down with his sort of head on his knees and try and make sense of the whole situation. Okay, and we'll leave you there as. The sheriff arranges for you to get some some clean water and clothing. And we'll cut over to Spencer and Bart, who, as I said, had had a little conversation with the Reverend Cornfield, had watched the final bits of the church collapse in on themselves. The Reverend Cornfield had gone off to busy himself with making preparations for tonight's service. What are you folks doing? Well, Spencer, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't feel like we're going to find a great deal more before this evening. I don't think there's much point talking to people, but uh, maybe there might be some records or some some notes about when 
this guy turned up here, and it might be worth looking at that. But perhaps a more pertinent question would be, um, remind me, how much of the briefing was Spencer in? Sort of go what, there, because the... he's not an initiate. All right, no. Yeah, he isn't. Uh, no, you uh, you got a very thorough briefing. Spencer didn't. He's mm. just sort of tagged along with you at the last minute, effectively. Okay. And would probably be very creeped out by the fact that we're all now snake people. <laughs> or something to that effect. Well, uh, mm. perhaps, Spencer, if I uh, were to illuminate you as to our specific goals here. It's not purely an investigative um, endeavor. We must attempt to bring an end to what this church is doing here. It's, well, it's clearly creepy as fuck. It's a bit of a freak of nature show, so... Yes, it is. There are concerns that it could lead to something more widely catastrophic than just this small town. Sounds the uh, normal MO for these kinds of cases. I am lying here, by the way. So if, if this is like... <laughs> if, if it's an opportunity for him to like do a psychology role or something. Yeah. By, by all means, if Spencer wants to do us... I'm not overly suspicious of Bart. Okay. I don't think okay. there's anything wrong, so I don't think there'll be any point. Do you have any suggestions in that? Um, because, well, I don't feel that, as we've seen, his his followers are rather fanatical. I don't feel like any evidence we could dig up could possibly turn them against him and end this uh, infestation that way. Do you have any other ideas? He obviously has enemies in the town. Why, why else would it burn to the ground? Well, yes, but persecution... And you saw... I'm, I'm assuming you saw the same guy I did. Mm. But the problem is, uh, persecution rather tends to make religious followers more fanatical, not less. If anything, this is a setback. Okay. The problem is the Reverend himself. Yes. But how to deal with him, personally? If it was a regular church, I'd just seduce him, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel you're a little bit too old for that now, Bart. Um, Never too old. <laughs> I don't know how... I don't know where in time this is. I, I totally... Bart, Bart is ageless. Bart, but very much, takes affront to that comment. <laughs> Well, you're not looking so great yourself. <clears throat> <laughs> I give him a wry smile. Anyway, moving on. I don't. I don't necessarily feel that these people are quite uh, as traditional as that. Hmm. Do you have any ideas? Oh. At the moment, I'm kind of stumped. I need to know more about. Frame him with a choir boy. How he's got here. That's one option. We can always write that down. Put that on the uh, pin it for later. Yes, but, uh, but of course now there are no uh, no chapels for, for us to catch him alone with someone in. Hmm. I don't suppose you'd be amenable to more direct action. What have you got in mind? Well, 
you're no stranger to uh, a gun. I mean, okay. he's starting a cult of snakes here with clear connections to supernatural powers that he does not understand. It's true. I'm no stranger to the way of the gun. However, kidnapping and murder, not quite my Ooh, style. Kidnapping. Now there's an idea. Perhaps we should investigate for now, though. Um, Is that a good point to leave this scene? (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, let's cut over to Ethan, who was taking a circuitous route out, out of town to the place where he had stowed his weapon and told Greg to be a good boy and wait. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to be walking up to where I know they were. Greg, Greg probably isn't there, but I'll whistle. See if he comes. Yeah, hey boy. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. Give me a luck roll just to see how well-behaved Greg's been, whether he's wandered off somewhere or not. Okay, newfound luck. Do me good. This is, do me proud. This is the <laughs> seventy-one luck. I rolled a twenty-nine. Aha! Excellent. Then, yeah, he's not there waiting by the, the the spot where you buried all your goodies. But as you whistle for him, a few minutes later, he trots out of some brush. Uh, with a jackrabbit or what's left of a jackrabbit hanging out of his jaws. <laughs> He's a good boy. You catch that yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he, he, he scoffs it down very quickly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Greg, you and I are going to head back into town. There's going to be an evening sermon. And, uh, right, let me just get my gun. This was my BFG. <laughs> Maybe a couple sticks of dynamite. I've got to use that 80 throw sometime, eh, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, pull it all, uh, all my equipment together. And I... While, while, while you're on your hands and knees, you know, mm-hmm. digging this stuff out, I Greg seems a little more affectionate than usual. And he's you know, sort of coming over, sniffing you a little bit. Uh, and yeah, as, as you're digging the stuff up, he even licks your face a couple of times. Oh, Greg, don't stop. <laughs> and, and, and as you look over, you can see him very quickly swallowing what appears to be your right ear. <laughs> I wasn't using it anyway. Don't worry about it, Greg. <laughs> so do I know that it's because of my, that he's being more affectionate because of uh, my transformation or... Uh, yeah, oh, well, actually, give me, um, let's make it a power roll, just to, you know, because it's your, 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 your connection with him. My power roll is desperately low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. And I rolled an 87 against 30. Oh, yeah, he's... 30. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just being affectionate. Yeah, he's obviously missed you. All right. <laughs> Oh, Greg, get off, get off, it's fine. All right, so I'm just going to keep digging this now. Um, I, I pull off what okay. little bit of the skin that's left and I chuck it off so he can go chase that. <laughs> okay, yeah, he quite happily chomps that down. So I'm grabbing my gun, some of the dynamite that we had grabbed, and I'm heading back into town. I'm guessing the sun's getting kind of low now, so I need to go find the reverend. It is. So I'm going to head straight back to his his uh, his cabin behind the church. 
Okay, when you say straight back, are you cutting right through the town itself, or are you going around the outskirts of the town like you did to get there? I'm going around around the outskirts. I'm not looking to... Right. Then, yeah, after about 15 minutes, you make your way back to the reference house. And, yeah, it is dusk at that stage. The lights are on inside. It's it's not electric light, it's lanterns, but or lamps, rather. And... Yeah, when you go back inside, I, the Reverend is there with his uh, book, his his Bible, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly looks to be a big leather-bound Bible, and he seems to be making notes in it. And he looks up as you come in, and he smiles at first, and then he looks a bit hesitant as he looks at you. And then he looks down and looks even more hesitant when he sees Greg. Ah, Ethan, you're back, and... What is that you found? I uh, didn't fi- well, I guess I did find him in Bolivia a long time ago. Long story. Look, the the, the, the truth is this is a, a creature that comes from... I think Greg is very connected to whatever's going on here, as you can clearly see. Really? So initially when all this madness kind of happened... We started seeing people who's when we went to go inspect their corpses when we got into a firefight in Bolivia, me and my comrades. They, um, we noticed that they 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 were wearing skin like human flesh over their their lizard faces, and essentially I adopted uh, this 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 creature during my travels. Yeah, hopefully you don't find him too startling or anything. Well, hesitantly, the Reverend comes over while you're speaking and kneels down beside Greg and he, he offers his hand, you know, the way you would to a strange dog just for Greg to sniff. And and Greg licks the back of his hand with his forked tongue mm-hmm. a couple of times and the Reverend, you know, sort of warily rubs Greg's snout. And, uh... Oh, Do you like him, Greg? He's an affectionate son. <laughs> Well, give me, yeah, I think, give me a hard luck roll here just to see how this pans out. Okay. Oh, that's 62 against 71. So, okay. can't spend luck so, on a luck roll. I see what you're doing here. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Reverend lets his guard down slightly, rubs uh, Greg's snout, and then Greg, just with that lightning speed that he can put on sometimes, just snaps and bites down on the Reverend's wrist. <laughs> There's a gout of blood. The Reverend jumps back, <laughs> screaming in pain. Uh, w- what are you doing? Uh, so immediately I'm going to say, Greg, no! Greg, stop! <laughs> and then I'm going to go over and try and do a first aid. I'm, I'm sorry, Reverend. Sorry, I, I didn't... I did. He can be a little bitey sometimes. I thought it would be different with you since you have that connection to to all of this. It's all right. I, I should have been more careful. And, yeah, you can see that there are some fairly big holes in his wrist. Fuck. Can I give um, him a first aid or, or try? You certainly can. Yeah. Yeah. So my first aid is 50 and I rolled a 27. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you managed to bind it up and... You, you stop the worst of the bleeding and clean the, the wounds out, and yeah, it's, it's all good. Oh, really, really you do, sorry. You, uh, do no, you do notice, uh, though, as you're binding it all up, that the veins around where he bit do seem to be turning dark, and <laughs> the darkness seems to be spreading up the arm. 
is is your creature's bite venomous? I would imagine so. Yes, uh, not too unlike a Komodo dragon. I have no idea what one of those is. If you'll excuse me, I must go and pray for guidance. <laughs> and, and and he goes back into his bedroom, and you can hear some feverish prayer going on there <laughs> in what sounds like the cowl. Curran, I just want you to know, I've met you in real life. I've met this character in real life. <laughs> the nightmare who the pastor has to be nice to. <laughs> I've met many of you. I, I go up to the door and I'm like, I'm so, sorry, sorry, Reverend. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to wait outside. Uh, we'll wait for you, you to come out. So I'll wait outside with, with Greg. Okay. Um, if yeah, I mean it is pretty well dark at this stage. So unless you actually go out to where people are, they're not going to see you or Greg. Mm-hmm. Okay, which may be for the best. And we'll cut <laughs> away from you and and cut over to Jane. Hello. So Jane, Jane had been there with Peggy Shaw. Had made a bit of conversation. Had some tea with her. Peggy had gone upstairs to see to the baby. And uh, while that happened, Jane had seen this tray of eggs and examined one of them and the dark thing that seemed to be moving around inside. But Peggy is back down there, seems to be all uh, smiles, and she says, We'll be starting the evening service fairly soon. Uh, You're more than welcome to come and join us, but... Before then, I, I I will be making some supper. Uh, will he be? Will he want to join us? Oh, um, well, Jane Jane was about to make her excuses and leave, but she's almost a bit intrigued by her saying us because the husband might come back, or so she's kind of wondering. Oh, actually, do I want to stay? Oh, I can't decide. I don't want to go to the creepy, <laughs> creepy church ceremony. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's the, the internal monologue going on in Jane's head. But, you know, more 30 style, like, da ba da um, I think, yeah, she'll say, you know, that would be lovely. Um, yes, why, why not? I do... I might need to nip back to my hotel just before the the service. You see, um, just to, to to freshen up. Uh, but that would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Yes. Well. Well. Come back. I, I I don't know if Gregory will come back and join us for for dinner. He's, uh, I I don't know where that man gets to sometimes now. Hmm. But but if he if he doesn't, well, that just means there'll be more chops for us. Ah, what what kind of chops? Oh, pork. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so it seems like this this uh, kind of religious movement is, is quite fresh. I mean, are there any kind of uh, long-term goals that you have for the town or for further expansion? Oh, well, I don't know. You'd, you'd have to ask the Reverend about that, but he does... Well, obviously, he does have plans. He he wants to reach as many people as possible with the word of God. This is why he does his radio show. You know that that goes out all over the country. People people all over America hear his word, hear the word of God from his lips. It's isn't isn't the modern world remarkable? It's fascinating. I was wondering um, how many people you think have have come here so far since he started doing the broadcasts. 
Not that many, but he's only been doing them for a few weeks. Maybe, maybe in time, there'll be more and more. Wouldn't that be exciting? I, Bingham, of all places, being the centre of a great religious revival. That, wouldn't, wouldn't that be just wonderful? There certainly wouldn't be derelict houses anymore. No, 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 that's true. Oh yes, plenty of places for people to live. And Oh yes, all the, the old farms that have been shut down. Maybe people can't grow things anymore, but maybe there are other things they could do. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know anything about these things. The, the Reverend is the one with all the ideas. Yeah, so if I, I'm just trying to remember what happened to Peggy. Um, she was healed by the Reverend, wasn't she? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, you did ask her about it, and she said that she'd had some trouble with childbirth, with the birth mm. of her first child. Yeah, and I was just sort of thinking, like, um, have you found, I mean, uh, obviously, it seems that the Reverend's doing miraculous things, miraculous things, um, but have you found any kind of uh, less positive effects to it, any sort of adverse effects or anything? I just, I wonder if it's such a wondrous power, you know? No, everything he does is quite literally God-given. I, as she's saying this, I, she's got a sharp knife in her hand and she's um, she, she's trimming the meat. For, I mean, she's put a couple of chops on to cook, but there's a, a chop as well that she's got on a plate that she's just trimming the meat from and cutting it into small cubes. Okay, good, 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 good. Demon child got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is that for your for your your younger one? Oh yes, he he's a growing boy. He he he, he needs his nourishment. Uh, oh, do I want to go see the creepy child? Do I? I don't know if I do. <laughs> I feel like Jane's been through enough. <laughs> um, okay, um, I'll I'll just sort of wait for dinner to be ready and yeah. Well, well, while, while everything's cooking, uh, Peggy goes upstairs with you know a small bowl of this finely cubed meat it's still raw it's raw oh absolutely yes uh still nice and bloody and yeah she goes up the stairs with that and you you, you can hear what may be happening happy gurgling noises coming from upstairs <laughs> jane's curiosity is getting the better of her can she like sneak up and see sure give me a stealth roll I just feel like she would. And if she does get caught, she'll be like, oh, I just wanted to come see your lovely child. <laughs> lovely. Um, I don't know what I'm achieving through this, but... <laughs> An 89! Okay. She clungs up the stairs. Yeah, well, you go up the stairs actually fairly quietly until you reach the top. And then you found a, a stair there that just squeaks. So you, you heard it a couple of times that Peggy's been up and down. And you know, just as your foot touches it, you know that if you if you go further at this stage, it's going to squeak unless you're very careful. I mean, you could try, you could try to step over it onto the next step, but you're doing that in the dark. It's a bit tricky. But it's a possibility, though. Push the roll. Okay, would I have to? Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so yes, this would be pushing the roll. So, <laughs> if if you want, okay. if you want to do that. Yeah, you could re-roll your stealth if you succeed. You are stealthy. If you fail, you're definitely getting caught in the act. Whoa! whoa. And can I? If I push the roll, can I use luck? No. Oh, oh fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of those moods today, clearly. Excellent. Da, 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 da. 
Hey, 28. Fantastic. Beautiful. So, yes, you, you step over the squeaky stair quite nicely. Uh, you don't go uh, tumbling down the stairs. You don't knock into anything at the top. And the door to the bedroom is, is ajar. And, yeah, there is a crib in there. And in the the light of the oil lamp that's burning there and the last bits of light coming through the window, you can see Peggy is there just delicately feeding cube after cube of this this raw meat into the mouth of this this infant that looks I mean, she talked about the baby being born a few months ago I mean, this is bigger than you'd expect from that it's the size of a toddler uh, but that's perhaps not the most remarkable thing about it it is very much covered in oh, it's difficult to tell in the light but probably iridescent scales and as she feeds the with the, with the little cubes of meat to it, its forked tongue flickers out of its mouth <laughs> appreciatively. Nice. I mean, it sounds kind of cute. It is. I mean, you you might be perfectly okay with this. Give me a sanity roll just in case. <laughs> oh, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> 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 this is how Camille would be in the situation as well, you know. Like, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> it's it's a D one hundred. It is, it? yes, yeah, a thirty six. I assume your um, sanity is much higher than that. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you, yeah, maybe you do find it cute. I mean, whatever feeling of alarm or disgust or whatever you might have felt, you know, is pretty quickly tamped down. And yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe it is just that. Maybe it is just a doting mother feeding her child bits of raw pork. I mean, you you said iridescent scales, and I was sold. I was like, that sounds beautiful. Maybe it's because my first ever podcast character was like a dragonborn esque character with beautiful purple and blue iridescent scales so i'm like yeah it's totally totally in my uh ballpark um so okay. so are you just waiting there quietly while she does that or are you are you going I think into i'm gonna head back down okay. pretty sharpish yeah just because i don't know i, I think that because i did it in a sneaky way if she did turn around and see me she'd be like what <laughs> that's kind of weird freaky so I think I'll, I'll head back down. Do I need, need to do another step? No, no, or? no, no. You can just sneak back down. Okay. And yeah, oh. yeah, you, you get back, back down. Back to my chops. And yeah, a, a few minutes later, uh, Peggy comes down, washes her hands, finishes cooking supper, and the two of you have a nice meal together. Lovely. Well, well, she carries <laughs> on talking in enthusiastic terms about what a wonderful ceremony it's going to be tonight and mm. and how, how how much you will... You will just be moved by what the Reverend has to say. I'd say Jane's getting more and more interested in the ceremony. She's just like, sounds weird, but kind of interesting. So let's cut from from Jane back to Charles, uh, who in his prison cell has been brought some hot water and soap and clean clothes. And, you know, as long as you're happy to go ahead and do so, you can get the worst of the blood off yourself and get into some clothes that aren't covered with Fowler's blood. Do you want me to take any hit points off? He said he was pretty beaten up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Let's take a D6 hit points off you. Fucking hell. Okay, I rolled a four. (laughs) 
So I've got eight hit points left. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes. Yeah, you did take quite a beating. I mean, from some of the contusions you've got and some of the wounds you've got, that yeah, you reckon that you were probably not just beaten up by the people, but they probably used lengths of wood or maybe even tools to try to subdue you. Uh, certainly, a few of the wounds have got wooden splinters in them. Oh, fucking hell! Okay, so yeah, I'm on yeah eight out of thirty-two, so I want a quarter hit point still. Yeah, I mean, so some of the wounds you've got are. Yeah, you know, fairly deep gashes. Yeah, you know, almost as deep as the one in your hand. Do you want me to roll sanity? <laughs> oh, crap. No. Oh, no, because he's got intelligence 40. He's not figured out what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is going to be absolutely fine. Hey, uh, Sheriff, uh, how about uh, opening the door here? Oh yeah, oh yeah. When he brought the clothes and the with the water in and so on, he unlocked the cell and he's left the de- left the door open. So Charles is going to sort of stagger out and, uh, I guess, maybe sit on a bench in the main area. So uh, mm. this Reverend Cornfield you mentioned, uh, you see, he's not going to you know look down on me for fighting and or you know picking get in trouble with the uh, the workers over at the mill. Between you and me, you know, Fowler, Fowler has been causing trouble for the Reverend for the last few weeks. It's been getting worse and worse. I think, oh, I think he was fixing to do something bad. And, you know, what you've done, you know, if he lives, even then, it's going to be a while before he's in any state to hurt anyone, so... The way I see it, you've done the town a favour. I mean, not everyone is going to see things the same way as I do, so you've got to be careful around town. Some people, yeah, they may want to try taking the law into their own hands, especially if Fowler dies. Me and the boys will protect you as we can, as we can but yeah, just just be careful, okay, pal? Well, yeah, sure. Um, so, am I free to go? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I mean, you're in a bit of a bad way anyway. Why don't you come along to the service tonight? Now, you probably heard all the ruckus earlier. I mean, someone has burned down the church, and trust me, when I find out who that is, there's going to be a reckoning. But that's not going to stop the Reverend. He's planning a service outside the church tonight. You come along to that, and we'll protect you there. You'll get to learn the other people around town you can trust. And if you're as badly hurt as you look at the moment, maybe the Reverend can do his magic and help you. Well, I... Sorry, I I shouldn't shouldn't say magic. That sounds real pagan, doesn't it? He, He will channel the power of God. Well, I wouldn't want to put him to any trouble or anything. Oh, the, the Reverend was put on this earth to serve. Really? Uh, and you wouldn't worry about, you know, the... Uh, and I sort of glanced down at my hand. You know, uh... Mark. Yeah. Charles obviously really yeah, uncomfortable he- talking about it. Yeah, I, Benson brings into a big grin uh, and and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, "Son, 
Let's just say there's a reason why God brought you to Bingham. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good ending point? That's quite a, that's quite a nice I was about one. to say that's Fantastic. Well, let's leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone at home, for listening. And thank you, everyone here, for playing. Uh, my name is Joe Tritt. If you want to get in touch with me, please check me out on Twitter, at HWR Podcast. Please visit the podcast Discord, and there'll be links to that in the show notes. Check out our Facebook page by searching for How We Roll Podcast on Facebook. We have a Reddit page, again, at How We Roll Podcast. And you can email the podcast directly at HowWeRollPodcast at gmail.com. Um, Curran, thank you so much for playing. Uh, how can people get in contact with you? And is there anything you'd like to plug, share, or mention? Thanks, Joe. It was a blast. Um, in terms of plugging things, uh, you can find me uh, at Currens underscore lines for Twitter and uh, Instagram. And anything related to that, you'd, you'd find me there. It's spelled uh, K-U-R-A-N-S underscore L-I-N-E-S. Um, so that's Twitter and Instagram. Or you can find me on the Howie Roll Discord. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, Dave, uh, how are you doing? Uh, thank you so much for playing. And uh, how can people get in contact with you? I'm doing all right. Uh, the only place you can find me is on our Discord. Uh, if you at Dave, I check it daily. So if you got a question, want to chat, <laughs> hit me up there. Nice. And uh, Aaron, again, thank you so much for joining. Um, how can people get in contact with you? Anything you want to plug, share, or mention? Yeah, so you can go ahead and find me on the Twitters at HWR Aaron. Um, I'm on there, and you can also go ahead and uh, message me over on the How We Roll Discord. I also respond to tags of my name in there as well. Cool, and uh, do check out our Discord. There's all sorts of things going on. And right now, there's a big discussion about like anime and uh, comic book stores. So, all sorts Ooh, of cool stuff. I might need to check that. Uh, Camille, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, how can people get in contact with you? Is there anything you'd like to plug, share, or mention? No, thank you for having me. Um... Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Camille Bruard, and I keep meaning to get on the old Discord and get involved, but I have not done so yet because I'm a bit of a, a Discord noob. But uh, yeah, I mean, we all won't be by the end of uh, lockdown. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. so, sure. <laughs> yes. I mean, the way of looking at Discord, it's a bit like sort of a forum. So there's a whole load of different rooms that you can take part in, and each one has a different topic, and you can dip in and out as mm. you like it. Um, I mean, I love anime, so that sounds great. <laughs> Sammy up. Amazing. And uh, <laughs> last but not by no means least, thank you so much, Scott, for uh, managing the chaos that we're trying to brew. Um, <laughs> how can people get in contact with you? Is there anything you'd like to plug or share or mention? Yes. Well, thank you very much, Joe. You can find me on Twitter if you are inclined to do so at S. Dorwood. You can find me every now and then on the How We Roll Discord server. I try to pop in there at least once a day. And alternatively the main place you can find me or at least find links to the very pl various places you can find me is blasphemoustomes.com which is the home of the good friends of jackson Elias podcast and uh this is the podcast that i do with my good friends paul fricker and matt sanderson in which we talk about call of cthulhu weird fiction horror films and other stuff so thank you again for listening. Um, if you want to hear more of our stuff, we have now created our very own Twitch channel and YouTube channel called Does It Roll? And you can find us on there every week. We're going to be streaming um, the new Dungeon Dragons um, campaign, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, every Sunday, 8pm uh, BST, which I think is 3pm EDT. 
Um, and we're going to be doing that in partnership with Wizard of the Coast, which is a huge deal for us. So definitely check out the first episode, which was streamed live as part of the Wizard of the Coast D&D celebration. And it's available on their YouTube channel. Um, and I believe that we'll have it on our YouTube channel very, very soon. Um, right now, you can see a copy of The Code, which was our first release, which was a, a very, very fun Call of, Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu scenario GM'd by myself. And uh, we had a special guest, Dun- uh, Duncan Rhodes, which was uh, enormous fun to play. So yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, we have lots of things coming over the next few weeks. Obviously, we've got Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Uh, we've got more Two-Headed Serpent, and we've got the finale of Mass of Nanathap coming up very, very soon. Um, if you cannot wait for that, please do check out our p- Patreon. Um, it's at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. Um, not only do you get early releases, for example, last night I posted the finale of Massive Nalatap to all patrons who donate at $10 or more. Um, but we also have a whole load of Patreon only games um, and they're available for the $5 a month level. So about the price of a coffee. Um, we've got a Call of Cthulhu scenario up there called The Space Between, which um, has been described as one of our best ever recordings. Uh, GM by Scott Dorwood. Uh, super, super fun. We also have two cult divinity lost um scenarios or games there which are sort of dark horror more serious role playing with myself scott and dave as players and um craig from red moon roleplay as the gm so yeah please definitely check that out patreon.com forward slash how we put roll podcast um our patreon is the main way that we keep going um without our patrons we actually couldn't be a podcast we certainly couldn't release every week so thank you to everyone who supports us um even if you only support a dollar a month it, it makes a massive massive difference because you know if we get 50 people doing that that's actually quite a big chunk of money and it and it helps pay our bills and it helps so it helps me justify my wife the uh, the hours every week i spend uh, writing and editing <laughs> um so thank you everyone who supports us and thank you to all our new patrons so uh, thank you nimrod sf thank you dj shadow penguin thank you nathan gurin thank you misty tires thank you y4h and thank you andrew saucer who are our newest patrons um we also want to say a big thank you to battlebars.com they um have supplied many of the sound effects and music you've heard on the show i definitely recommend checking them out and as i said we will be back with the next episode, probably Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, about this time next week. And we'll also be back um, on Sunday, where you can find us live on twitch.tv forward slash does it roll. Please come and check us out.